When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I am back in the office. It is exciting to be here. Good to see you guys uh, in the chat. Kevin, Bill, Big D, Muhammad, Juan, Duncan, Dave, James, Third Wave, Nick. I can't go through all of you right now, but it's great to see you. It's great to be back. Uh we got a lot going on today. We have like we have market news. We have like the usual stock market news. But today might be the first day in the six years that, that I've been here that we actually have Benzinga related news. Yes, we are the news today. In case you missed it. Behringer Capital has acquired a majority stake in Benzinga. It is very, very exciting. We will hear from who else but the man himself, Jason Rasnick, at some point in the next hour. I can't promise you when. He's here in the office. He's in a meeting. He's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. But at some point before the hour is up, I promise we will have Jason Rasnick on this. So those of you who've been asking where he's been, this is where he's been apparently. He's been making moves, doing deals behind the scenes. We got a lot going on here. Uh, all I want to know is stop. Yep. Am I going to have to buy a comb? <laughs> wait, wait, Am I actually going to have to buy a comb? Wait, wait, time out. Time out. Wait, do you, you want to say something funny? You want to say something funny? Yeah. I, I think this has already gotten to Joel's head. This has, this has, got, this has got way too far, Joel. Look at this. Joel! Come on! This is what's happening. We're now suits? Are we suits? I'm wearing a space shirt. I haven't had a comb ever in my life. Everybody makes fun of my hair as the hair indicator. And you're a suit and tie now? Joel, suit and tie? You were working behind the scenes of steel the whole time, Mr. Alconnor. I mean, I did. I, just real quick, I had to tie that. I've tie never. Down. That's now unbelievable. I don't even think I wait, own wait, a suit. I'm in trouble here. I'm in trouble. This, okay, here. You know what? We, we might as well just go crazy with it. So, everyone, grab yourself a nice glass of champagne. You got champagne? Whatever you've got. <laughs> pour, pour it out. I am not prepared here. for this. I will tell you that much. All right. <laughs> I did not comb my hair. I did not shave. I'm wearing a space T-shirt, and I have no champagne. I am not prepared. I'm yeah. I'm definitely underdressed, Marv. I'm definitely underdressed for this party. <laughs> we, we, we were going to ask Jason if we're now suits, but Joel already is a suit. Apparently, Joel, Joel, apparently this, it's been answered. We got to get suits. Jump the gun on us. We got to get suits. Yeah, oh boy. I hope you guys don't get sick of seeing this blue blazer. Probably <laughs> that I bought. Macro. Joel, you've never looked better. Never. Never Pre-pandemic uh, blazer here. Uh, I don't know what else I have in my closet. I I was scrambling though, but uh... <laughs> let's get the charts up. Let's go. Okay. I think we better right. take this to the market. Let's take this to the market. 
where I'm more comfortable. I'm uncomfortable with this suit talk and combs. <laughs> Take me to the market. Take me where I know something. I even though I know nothing. Go. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the the futures. They're trading up six and a quarter handles at 35, 42, 75. Little dip after hours because uh Triple D took off to um celebrate his anniversary. He didn't support the market, but uh all we need to do know is the high for Friday, 5150. So that's our target on the upside. And to make a new all time closing high, we got to close above uh, 4175. Crude trying to bust into the 85 handle, up a buck 15 at 84.89. Gold having a good day, up 610 at 1802.40. Silver in the green by 2.6 cents at 24.47. Bitcoin on the rebound, that's up 1820 at 62,900. And Ethereum, that's up $143 at 4137. And those are the futures, but uh what's the top news story? Uh Pins not getting bought. What do we got? Probably. We got? Well, as, aside from aside from Benzinger, it's probably the Pinterest PayPal thing. Let's go there. Yeah. Um. In case you missed it last week, there was a report that uh, PayPal was maybe sniffing around in Pinterest for maybe seventy bucks to share. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what happened next, right? Uh, the market did not like that headline. So this morning, PayPal comes out and says, "Hey, never mind. We are no. not." pursuing this acquisition everyone go back to your business because there's nothing to see here i mean this is what we talked about last week on the show and saying if paypal comes out and i never understood the reason that they were going after pinterest anyways it made no sense to me i was obviously very skeptical of it but i said if paypal says no to this deal you're gonna see pinterest tank and paypal rally significantly and that is exactly what we are getting this morning. PayPal up 13 points on the no deal and pins down significantly. Now, one other thing to consider here as well is they kind of gave Pinterest a little bit of a pass with the bad snap news next week. Yes, it got hit a little bit, but not nearly to the extent of some of the others. We know Twitter was down. Pinterest was still somewhat holding up because they had hopes that there was still going to be this potential deal. If that deal is off the table, and obviously you don't know, maybe it can come back on the table, but if it's off, that obviously now you got to look, okay, well, now you're into the social media environment where obviously Snap, you know, has, is, uh, you know, had put out bad news last week and Pinterest and Twitter would have obviously traded down with it as well. So Pinterest actually coming all the way down and now making new lows. Wow. Two things to be learned for newer traders on this. When you chase rumors and the rumors don't materialize, you lose a lot of money. Obviously, people buying up at 63, 65, 66 on Pinterest. I believe it was even trading higher than that at one point in time. Um, and, um, you know, now giving it all back. So stock right down near the lows. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. I would say PayPal was probably the better play because it's a stock that has been loved for a long time and selling off 30 bucks because nobody got why they were going after Pinterest. Obviously, the market didn't get it. It was pricing it in and you're getting the bounce back. So does Pinch, does PayPal go right back to 270? I don't think so, but I'd be interested in a dip on this. Again, there'll be maybe some people still concerned that they might be sniffing around. Maybe a deal rematerializes, but nice lift for PayPal. Uh, yeah, pins. I mean, you're you're returning to the scene of the crime, right? After the the big gap down after yeah. earnings last time, just fifty bucks. Do the do the bulls? Do they want to come in here at fifty? You know, and support the stock two monthly lows in that area. I won't be one of them. 
Uh, next monthly low, man, that doesn't come in the lower 40 handle. So I think you'll have to drill down on your dailies to find something else. But uh, let's just go right now with the pre-market low right here at uh, 49.05 as we speak. Keep an eye on your low at 9.29 and 59 seconds and see if the bulls want to make a stand here. Uh, but a lot of people buried in this from the move yesterday. PayPal we talked about too, and they pounded, but it never, you know, in order to get back to where it was before, it needs to get up to 270. It looked like it was busting out just above 272. Pre-market high, 258 in pins. If you're looking for follow-through on the upside, currently trading 53 and a half. Can, can I ask, was this a case of somebody at PayPal floating this to see what the market would think? Do you think? Ooh, I, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if companies do. I don't know if that's the case in this case, but I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen out there. I think deals fall apart sometimes because of a market response. I do believe that, and you know, a lot of times you see like, okay, yeah, you know, this is, you, we've seen it before where even with like you know a like a, a reverse split or an offering or something, sometimes they pull it, and you know, sometimes it's because well, we don't like the way the market is responding to this news. The market is speaking what it thinks of it. And yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with it, to be honest. I mean, you watch your stock fall 30 bucks and everybody's like, and then you see the snap news last week that probably didn't help over the weekend. You know, you see obviously snap getting beat up. And it's like, well, do we really want to pay a, pin, a, 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 a premium, premium right now for Pinterest when some of these other companies might start to struggle, especially after the snap headlines. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe has more to do with it than maybe the PayPal response, but there's a few reasons to be skeptical of this deal. And the skepticism was rewarded here this morning. If you're shorting the pops on Pinterest, you're making some money. Fair. Okay. Let's move on here. Let's talk about Tesla. Uh, it's, and, and the headline this morning is actually crazier than we thought. Because the headline was that Hertz is going to buy 100,000 Teslas. And then I just saw a minute ago that Hertz has brought on Tom Brady. This is, this is true. To be the spokesperson of their, we have Teslas come rent cars with us ad campaign. Wow. This is big. Hertz is making moves this morning. But if you pull up that Tesla chart, we're yeah. breaking out again. And I was talking to my, by sheer coincidence, was talking to my dad last night about Tesla. He said, he's got a little piece. He said, I kind of want to sell it. I said, hold on. I said, hold on. Wow. Uh, dad, if you're, if you're watching, I don't know if you are, it's time to move off that stop a little bit, I think. Because that was $50 ago, almost. It, it, and you know what? No matter how you interpret the headline, you can say, and I'm asking the same question as some people in the chat, I don't know how Hertz is affording 100,000 Teslas when they're coming out of bankruptcy, but I kind of like it. You know, like I think about it, it's like, oh, I'm going to a rental car company. Oh, let's go to the Tesla rent a Tesla. I mean, it's kind of cool. I've never, you know, I've driven a Tesla because my one friend hasn't. Raz has one too, but I mean rent a tesla if it's if it's not like a premium price to pay and they're just bringing them in i think it's a good angle so you're coming out of bankruptcy you're trying to emerge i kind of like it you know from uh not that i'm gonna go out <laughs> by hertz it's no doubt good for tesla i mean they've got the name we've talked about the stock we talked about it last week saying i mean it just keeps going up it's driven by story here's more to the story again why can't it go to a thousand it probably is going to a thousand so i mean we're 949 now just like Kenny says, stock goes to 800, 850 to 900, 950 often gets you a thousand. Is it going straight there? I don't know if it's going straight there, but I got to think four digits is eventually in store for Tesla. Hard to fight the trend. 
I'm, I'm refraining from making any uh, former Hertz commercial jokes. <laughs> I can't even remember the Hertz commercials. What are the Hertz commercials? I don't remember. I, I can't even look at Joel. I got to bring him off the screen. He's in the suit. I don't even know how to even look at him in a suit. He's, he's but it's OJ. like weird. It's like we got he's some, you know, really OJ's important, you know, <laughs> not that you're not important, Joel. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Not Thank that you're you. not important, Joel, but man, I like. <laughs> yeah, they look at him in the suit. I'm losing my train of thought. So, what were the Hertz commercials? I don't remember any Hertz OJ. commercials. OJ, OJ, Dennis. Oh, was it OJ? It was OJ. Back, they're going back a long time ago. Then, even I've seen those. <laughs> was that before the whole glove incident? It, it, I would oh, assume a little bit. Yeah, he used to jump over. You show him running through an airport, jumping over. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Hertz though. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. Uh. What can I, I got a small if the piece. The glove don't fit. You must have quit. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did I ever tell the story about uh, I was on the oldie trading floor and there was this guy. I think his name was Steve Schuster. Um, and he was going around and he was getting odds that he was going to get acquitted. And I mean, he and he was getting odds and he was laying out big dollars or people are laying out big dollars. And I'm like, I, just, I didn't know. I, I was just, I was unsure. I'm like, why is he doing that? You know? And uh, sure enough, man, that the verdict came out. And I mean, that, that people literally wanted to choke him. And I think his name was Steve Schuster. But it was just like, when it looks too good, man, sometimes you got to step back from that trade. But uh, anyways, I don't know. That was a good team of lawyers. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. That was a good um, team of lawyers. Trading at the highs of the pre-market session, right? 953.19. Yeah. Not much else you can say about that. I don't think we're going to fill the gap. We don't. Uh, I don't short stocks making new all-time highs ever. Rocket uh, ship mode right now. No blue skies heard. I don't like chasing, but I don't like short and star. I mean, three days ago was eight fifty. Joel, you have shares still. You're holding this forever. Yeah, you're going yeah, to the grave, to the grave yeah. with your shares. Yeah, you what can't is... afford to pay that tax bill on this thing now. Oh no! I mean, it, it, like it's all gain, so you're stuck in that. You know, where you, when you get up too much, it's like okay, I can never sell now because I can't afford to pay the tax. What uh, what is it? HTZZAQI? Yeah, it's like twenty five letters. I'll tell you. And because it doesn't trade on an exchange, it trades OTC, there is no pre-market. No pre it's HTZZ, HTZ Zebra. Yeah. And 24.69, the close. There's some bulletin boards somehow trading a 26.27, an odd lot went. I'm not sure if those are late what? reports of what that is. I know. You see that sometimes on these That's bulletin board stocks. That's not real. I don't know. Looks there, pretty real. There is but no market. There's no market. I know. It's an odd lot that somehow is on bulletin board posted there. But I would think this is good news for her. So I would think if you own shares, obviously it was OTC Amex. Um, I would think it goes up on this, honestly. Because I I like the angle. Don't you like the angle, Joel? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's definitely if you want to rent a car and you you want to drive a Tesla, you know, why not? What are they supposed to get them? Do you know? When? when they, oh, yeah. oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Here's what I do know. The purchase of 100,000 Teslas represents for Tesla $4.2 billion of revenue. But that's all we are. This is light on details. It's a great question. How are they paying for it? All we know is that <laughs> they're supposed to be, according, With their to Bloomberg, according to Bloomberg, proceeds. according to Bloomberg, supposed to be delivered over the next 14 months. That's what Bloomberg reports. This is a, uh, 
yeah, heck, you don't even have to need to rent a car. You just have to want to drive a Tesla for a little while, right? I mean, it's a great idea. They've got Tom Brady. This is a win-win for Hertz. Yeah. Uh, well, what was the Tom Brady news? Did you say that one yet? You said yeah, it. Yeah, 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 he's he's like they're going to be their campaign spokesman for the. Yeah, they're going all in. All in. They're going all in. Kind of genius. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I'll go with you. I kind of like it. It's kind of genius. But I'm not buying Hertz probably. But it's good for Tesla. There's no doubt it's good for Tesla. I think it's good for Hertz as well. So we'll see what materializes here. Um, it's a big move for Tesla this morning. It's up 4.1%. We've seen precedents when you get a big contract. Sometimes, you know, the gains can fade, but the thing's at all-time highs. The story is hot. We're in a retail-driven market, which is you know, being driven by stories. So as we can see, obviously, from DWAC, that is still the case. So hard to be bearish of stock. Valuation uh, doesn't matter when the story is hot. And Tesla's story has never cooled off in a decade. So you don't have to worry about valuation on it, at least at this point in time. Short-term target, 3015, uh, your October 7th high. And then that's, on, uh, on that's not, yeah, that's not even the old-time high. Let's I mean, see the charts. Gonna, yeah, 35 is uh, the old-time high. It came when it Since came it's out. Since emerged of, from bankruptcy. Yeah, so those are some short, obviously, no pre-market trading. Spoo's just moving up towards that high from Friday right now. We're up seven, three-quarters at 45, 44 and a quarter. Moving on up. This is this is what Tesla can do, though, because on Wednesday, closed at, what, nine. Uh, no, eight, eight, what, eight fifty? Eight, eight. Uh, it closed Wednesday at eight sixty-three. And now, when it's breaking out to new highs, I don't fade. Sometimes the breakout can be a fake out. I'll tell you, I don't fade Tesla breakouts. And if you were break, and Spencer, to your point, six, seven days ago, this started breaking out through the triple top at eight hundred, and it has not looked back. And if you're playing that breakout, you took zero heat on this. We're up 150 points in a matter of seven trading sessions. So congratulations to the Bulls, Tesla, kill, killing it, at least on, from a stock perspective. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. They don't want to talk remark. We yeah, can talk remark. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have Tim Quast on in a few, and Jason will be on at some point as well. But, yeah, let's talk about stuff. There are There is a never-ending, it would seem, a never-ending, a growing list, a constantly growing list of stocks that seem to be either related or have – rumored probably not true relations to the Trump's back DWAC, right? Last week we had Funware. Yeah. Um, and and now uh and there's others as well. And and now the one today is Mark. I have yet to to find any tangible proof of anything that there's any hard what is being what do you rumored? Need? What is being rumored on social media? What is the driver? What is the headline here? That they got something chat, cooking up with DWAC. That chat, was what the rumor chat, was. Chat, you want to help me out? All I saw was that the CEO of Remark, which is ticker M A R K, uh, is is friends with like Donald Trump Jr. Oh uh, but I don't even know. Chat, help me out. So, oh, so some of this stuff is literally just made up on social media. I'm not joking. Some of it might be real. I don't I have no idea if this is made up or real. I'm just saying. That we're in this market environment where, you know, obviously anything to do with Trump and DWAC right now, we saw Funware last week, is going to get bid. So somebody either knows something or started a rumor. We don't know anything. So we don't know if it's true or not. But wow, the stock, which was in the gutter and basically at, you know, 52-week lows two days ago at like 75 cents, 90 cents, is bailing out every bag holder from the last two years because the stock obviously had the meme run. Back in 2017, well, I had the meme run. Oh, no, it was uh, 
first it had the COVID run. This was this was the one that was going to do, wasn't it? Uh, remember we were talking about this? It wasn't Portnoy in this too, Mark. Wasn't it like uh, something with the 3D cameras? Or, or with uh, no with uh, no with uh, infrared not 3D camera with uh, infrared it, technology if it for like was, testing it, for COVID. If it was, it had to have been back in February. But I, I think there was some I, rumors I honest, on stuff like that too. Remember, I honestly don't remember. There's what? always a stock like this, like Kenny was saying. There's always something that gets hot. I mean, social media is a driver of price, and you have to respect it, whether you believe the rumors or not. Or not yep. You have to respect it. We did a, you know, we did a session on our educational event a week and a half ago talking about, you know, how to play these things. And the big thing that I was writing on the screen is sell your peanuts while the circus is in town. Don't forget to sell. Because a lot of times these stocks come back to where they came from. We don't know where the top is, but when a stock goes from 75 cents to over $10, how high do we get, Joel? Over $10 in the pre-market, I saw it. So Almost, to 10. Almost, Almost to 10. Almost to 10. So just just under ten dollars. Nine nine. Those are huge gains. I mean, these are windfalls. I mean, professional traders are coming in grabbing fractions of a percent in a lot of trades. You're grabbing three, four hundred percent on a trade overnight. I ring the register, and you know maybe you don't get the top, but it maybe you sell too early. But at least you know you're locking in some. At least sell some of it. That's some that's of it. my I was opinion. Just say that. That's yeah. how I approach these things because what we say is in the long run, a lot of times these storied stocks come back to where they were so i mean and last week obviously we saw on friday it was fun that was an unbelievable move oh, phun this was a meme stock or a stock that was you know actually i don't know if it was a meme stock but it was a stock that was that got hot back in like february when everything was hot and had been leaking 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 and then all of a sudden just boom it's it goes from five from a dollar to 24 dollars overnight just incredible movement um, obviously, you know, it's trading up let's, here this morning. Let's as talk well. about what happened on Friday. On Friday, yep. this is this is the other side of the coin when you're in one of these. It's all fun and games when it's, when it goes to 24, but when it halts at 18 dollars, yeah, you don't on and, the way and, down. And 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 the thing was with DWAC, it halted what like six times on what Thursday was it? Oh, was maybe Saturday? even more. Oh, whatever. The point was. It took no heat on the halls. No heat on the halls. It kept going higher. Yeah. But we knew that that's not always how the game works. So Friday, you're in fun. It's all fun and games. You're at 18. Boom. Halted. And then where does it, where does it reopen? At 9. Wait. I'm going to reopen at 8 bucks. No, actually. Can it, it do that? It was 7.52. Yeah. It can was... reopen anywhere, Joel. It's, it's, it, you know, once you come, once you go, and the, okay, so let's talk about a couple points here. One is I have, you know, said multiple times, you know, in the public that the limit up, limit down circuit breaker systems do not work when on these smaller stocks, when you have material news or when you have, you know, obviously a social media run on the stock. I mean, DWAC, if we go back to the fr Friday morning trading was trading completely fine in the pre-market. You know, it had a market. Yes, you're going to get more volume when you come into the regular session. But as soon as it opens, it halts because in the, the limit up, limit down circuit breakers, the halting system, the mechanism is it doesn't apply in the pre-market, doesn't apply after hours. But as soon as it opens, if a stock moves a certain percentage in a smaller fraction of time, they halt the stock because they want, you know, liquidity to come in. What this does is disrupts the natural trading when you have this kind of, you know, volume coming into a stock. So you have all these little in continuous, it halts, and then there's a new auction. It halts, and then there's a new auction. And then it halts, and then there's basically a new auction as it reopens, and the new auction reopens at the new price. It's very disruptive. 
um, people are getting punished. I mean, anybody who was long fun where when it was starting to come back in, at, you know, like when it halted, I forget where it halted, $18, what you were saying, Spencer. And it reopens at 8 Seven. I mean, you know, or seven ninety-two. You're getting hit really hard there. I mean, it's not giving you a chance to even, you know, if you have a stop in there at like 15 or 14, you're going to get executed right down at 8 so it's so disruptive, and I hope if the regulators, I know there's some that listen to the show sometimes, the regulators are listening, we need to address the situation where the limit up, limit down circuit breakers are completely disruptive to some of these smaller companies. They either need to widen the bands or they need to not put them in place for the smaller companies. I get it on some of the major companies, but some of these smaller companies, material news comes out, and then the stocks came in price to where they want to go. I've seen instances where, you know, you have a biotech company. It comes out with really good drug news. Well, it can only, only allowed, it comes out in the middle of the day. It's only allowed to go up so much before it halts. So it'll go up and then halt. Go up and then halt for five minutes. Go up and then halt for five minutes. I've seen it do it like a dozen times, some of these other ones, as it's trying to get to where it naturally wants to price. But the pricing mechanism and the limit up, limit down circuit breaker won't allow it to naturally happen. The, 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 the process in the pre-market, it doesn't have those. And if you look at fun right now, it's trading very smoothly. I mean, it, yeah, it is. it's crazy, it is. but at least it's smooth. It's got a four cent market. It's tidy. As soon as the stock opens, it's going to halt and it's going to get disrupted and it's going to make a mess on it again. So we need to adjust those circuit breakers or completely maybe even try a, a, some type to, to maybe even possibly remove them, you know, for some of these smaller stocks because they're completely disruptive on some of these smaller issues. Uh, I'll just one number only uh, for fun. 12 something's going on at 12 here at least over the last half hour so if you're looking for more upside uh to seller at 12 currently trading 1128 support perhaps at the close at 874 but it's pretty hard to do technicals this one these are a did this one all these other ones are a little bit above my pay grade i mean and, and, and okay so what i also said just to talk about you know and this is not my cup of tea but what i will say is we've seen this again and again and again you get the big move, the boom, and the, ah, it's awesome. And then, you know, you come in and obviously, you know, you kind of crash after that. They have trouble getting back to those highs. So, like, on a funware, you know, and obviously anything can happen. We know that, you know. And in, in the case of DWAC, I was dead wrong, you know, obviously. in the pre-market had hit 22, and it came all the way back down to 10. And I did not think the 22 was going to go back there, and it went to 175. So, these things can still do anything. But it seems like more often than not, once they have the big boom, like the big move, and then they crash like 50%. They struggle to get back there. And then the slow and steady leak happens over the course of the next, you know, month or so. So you got to get out one while the getting is good. And two, if it does have the crash afterwards, you got to use those bounces to lighten up, in it, my opinion. This is and what you fun, also, I would say you're using those bounces to lighten up. This is what you also said on DWAC on whatever. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Who even knows? I think it was Thursday. You also said when, and I remember this. And, and I think you're right. When these things, stocks do come down, if they don't come all the way down, if they maintain, I don't know, if they can hold half the gains or whatever. Yeah. This is what happened with, with GameStop, right? If they yeah. hold half the gains for like a couple of days, then that's a signal that maybe there's more to come. That's there could be happened. another bounce. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But if it, if, if it falls 75 or 80%, the odds are not in your favor. Um, but and, and some of them do come back. I mean, like the fun and it's such it's such a difficult market to predict too. Like, and, and that's what we maybe should take the conversation too, is like 
how do you find like the next funware? I mean, you can look and you can look at Reddit and you can say, okay, well, what's trending on Reddit? What's the hot stock? But you can go buy some of these hot stocks that are even trending and sometimes they don't go. Another person was saying, you just go to the big gainers of the day and it's always one of the big gainers that go. But if we look at the big gainers today and we can do that screen right on Benzinga Pro, I'll, I'll do you it know, right you now. can bring it up. Maybe I'll you should it. use that exercise to bring it up. You I can will. bring up the pre-market gainers and you can look at what everything's trading up. And there'll be a, you know, every on any given day, there's a, a penny stocks of 20, 30%. So, I mean, you could go and you could try to buy those, but a lot of those don't continue to go. So it's a matter of finding which one is going to be the one that explodes three, four or 500%. I mean, it's difficult to figure out in chat. You know, if you guys got answers for these questions too, um, you know, maybe, you know, we can ask the chat as well, but you can see here this morning, you've got, you know, the COMS is a penny stock. It's trading up 37%. Just look going from that every list. Every day. There right now. I, I, this is the first screen I look at. The, every day there are between two and five stocks up either 30 call it 35 percent or more yeah every single day scroll up a bit too you're not showing the very top oh, you're right i'm not one. you're right there you go i was like because mark's not there and we know mark's the high one there so Sorry. there you go so you can do this right in your benzinga pro you can go show them how they do it because okay. a lot of our subscribers have benzinga pro. great point so this is so your benzinga- show them how to do it this is your Benzinger Pro homepage, right? This is your yeah. this is the page everyone gets to when they go to the platform. You go to the movers tool. You go to the movers tool. This is how you do filters. You filter for pre-market. Yeah. And I have no price filters and no market cap. And I go to session. Yeah, so, you know, because that'll show you what's moving the last five me minutes. Too. Maybe you want to know what's moving the last five minutes. But I like to, first thing I like to see is what is up this morning? What's happening this yep. morning? Yep. So I do, I do, I do two. I do one just for gainers. Yeah. Do that. Game yeah. pre-market session. Click that blue thing. Boom, we're done. I'm going to go here on the left, and I'm going to do another movers tool. Where's my movers? Uh, there it is. Another movers tool just for losers. Losers, pre-market session. Boom. Gainers yeah. on the left, losers on the right. Yeah. And every day there are I, – I, I, it's more like a dozen. Every day there's like a dozen of yeah. these things making huge – moves check out that when you're doing these though folks you know check out the volume check out the average daily volume you know up on volume if it's up on 100 shares yeah yeah you gotta you gotta gotta look look at the volume and and we're not saying you can just go buy all the movers i'm saying in all likelihood you buy all those movers the top 10 a lot of them are going to go down so it's a it's an art to figure out which one is actually going to continue. I mean, if it's a hot storied stock, sometimes they do continue. And sometimes it's a matter of it continuing from its move on Friday, which is exactly the case in the case of Mark. You had the explosion on price on Friday where the stock doubled from, you know, 75 cents to $2 closes. It was probably up after hours. I didn't trade after hours because I'd gone away. I always do. But um, I was away. Um, and, you know, obviously you see the continuation of the move. So a lot of times it's the previous day's action that dictates, you know, a follow-through move on the next day as well. But, you know, there's opportunities in here, but I'll tell you, it is still difficult to figure out. You could buy all those stocks and a lot of them aren't going to go up and some of them might go down. Most so, of them are going are not going to work. But yeah. if, if your objective here is to find what the trending stock of the morning is, this is what I would, that's what I would do. And here is why. The, the viral economy is so decentralized. You have Twitter, hugely influential. You have Wall Street bets on, and you have Reddit. It's not even just Wall Street bets; it's Reddit because there's a dozen of these influential subreddits. That's hugely influential. You have Discord, also hugely influential. It is impossible. It's funny. It's trying to find a needle in a haystack. It was what it's, what it's like to try to find where a rumor came from. 
you will not be able to find it. It is basically impossible. But you've got Twitter, Reddit, uh, Discord. I would love in the chat uh, to get y'all's opinion which of those platforms that you think is the most influential because they all move stocks every single day. Um, and if you're trying to find out why, it, it, I mean, eventually you'll, you'll, you know, the rumors always come out everywhere, but um, trying to find the source is, is difficult. Trying to find what like the trending stock of the day is. Yeah. Just, just skip all that. Just, What's the Reddit stock of the day? Cause it's always, I mean, AMC is always on there. Oh, you know, and GME and, is and, always on there, and, but they and, don't go up every day. And, and Yone is making a great point. YouTube as well, hugely influential, right? Um, just skip all, just skip the trending and just go look at the performance. What's up or what's down? That'll tell you all you need to know. Um, but well, it, what it, I it, find interesting here is the rotation from your, you know, and we we talked about this a couple days ago, and you know, I actually tweeted it out. Are you going to start to see weakness in AMC and GME and some of the other meme stocks as money comes from those to go in to chase the new hot thing? And it's exactly what you are seeing. AMC is down about $5. since I tweeted that two days. Uh, I think it was Thursday I tweeted that. Um, you know, it's at $35.63. And you've got GME obviously selling off as well. Um, it's very interesting, Joel, that, you know, I think money has to we, come from somewhere. We, we right? talk about this money, this speculative money that, Rotation. you know, isn't interested in trading Apple. It isn't interested in trading mega caps. It's interested in the next hot story. And as it moves around this speculative capital, um, you know, it can, you can see weakness, obviously, in stocks like AMC and GME because that's speculative capital that's moving into DWAC all of a sudden. Yeah. So I don't think it's a coincidence that GME and AMC did not have a good couple of days as DWAC exploded. So you have a lot of traders, like professional traders like me, I don't even usually touch any of that stuff because it's too unpredictable. Um, but, you know, you have other traders that, you know, just trade speculative names and are chasing that. And you have algorithms, you know, I shouldn't just say it's, it's retail. There's a lot of professional algorithms that just chase that stuff too. So they'll move the money out of this and they'll move the money over into that. So um, the rotations within, you know, even the meme world are interesting as well. Um, so you've got to respect all that too. I mean, right now it seems like a lot of like sub dollar stocks are the things that are going this morning. I was looking, you know, at the, at the movers because yeah. it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, what's the next mark? People are trying to get rich fast. I mean, everybody wants to get rich fast, right? You know, that's the whole, oh yeah, let's get rich fast. But I mean, it's it's tough because you're buying like little lottery tickets, little lottery tickets, and some people are going to win the lottery, but a lot of people aren't. So Mental capital too, stuff. Dennis. I mean, for you, uh, you know trading all those different instruments 100 150 stocks with your hedges if you got something on like that it's I mean, baby mental capital you're it's, looking, it's ba- you're, it, looking it, you're at right it. i have and, to babysit that stock i can't have a whole bunch of other positions and doing other things and doing pairs trading and relationship other base trading you know have a whole pile of positions on and then have something like dwac on because dwac is moving so quickly and it's moving so much that's babysitting. So, I mean, if you're only trading one stock, maybe you can babysit that one. But again, you know, you get caught up in these halts. You know, here you have people who are in fun, you know, and it's it's looking like awesome. It's looking like a lot of fun. Fun, the, the pun fully intended there. Fun, fun. And then all of a sudden it starts to turn the other way and you can't get out. And it's in a limit up, limit down. It's on the down halt. And it reopens eight bucks on you. You're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, you got I'm a sure thousand shares. I'm sure there's some shares. people that got burned. You got a thousand shares. You're going to try and make four or five bucks on it. And, and then, then it boom. opens down 10 bucks on the halt. And you're like, well, I don't even know what to do with it now. So, Where's I mean, Kodak these at? are high risk, high Where's reward. Where's Kodak? Kodak. Joel, Kodak. While, while Joel looks at Kodak, uh, let's bring on Tim Weiss because it's 
It's eight thirty six on a hey, Friday. Uh, can Jason come on soon? Because I don't know how much longer I can. He can't take the suit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm like, is Jason gonna be wearing a suit too? Jason, no, is, Jason is wearing nice clothes. It, where, where is he? Tom, he's got to get on he, here soon, he, man. Look, there is there is an. I think all... I didn't take this to the cleaners, man. I got a cleaners, Spencer. There's a cleaners uh, at twelve in Northwestern, two for one. Tell him you know me. Uh, I think I've been to that one. Uh, oh yeah. There's literally an all company meeting right now that I we're not in because we're here with you all. But uh, let's bring Tim Quas. Is it a coincidence they didn't want Spencer at the um, old company meeting? Uh, is yeah. that is that a little? No, bit it's not. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> purely intentional. All right, we did. Tim Quast, good morning, sir. How was your weekend? Good to see you. It was awesome up here in the mountains. And, and apparently, Joel must have had a good weekend because he's wearing a tie. Oh, I know. It's, it's all uh, fancy now. We're wearing suits now, apparently, under, Tim. I don't know if you right. heard. I like this tie. Yeah, for, the, did, for, for those of you who came in late. get that memo. For those of you who came in late and missed the news, uh, Jason was on, was on CNBC this morning. Uh, Behringer Capital has acquired a majority stake uh, in Benzinga. Wow, um, that that new that was the news was on. So they're turning us into suits, Joel. Thanks. So, so I, I'm still going with the t-shirt look, so I'm going to hold out and not get the comb as long as I possibly can. But Joel's right. already full suit mode. He's thrown <laughs> in, thrown with, thrown in with the corporate guys. Yeah, I know him? he's corporate now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll give you guys the inside scoop. What actually happened is we were going to do a spec, and and we and it, we we went to a vote, a company wide okay. vote. And okay. nobody wanted to do it. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what happened. But, it, but, it, but if that, if that did like, happen, I didn't get a vote on this. What the heck's going on? <laughs> but if that did happen, it would have been funny. Yeah, my uh, jaws in though. I was like, I didn't get to vote. Tim, <laughs> Tim uh, I was going to ask Dennis this question, but I'll pose it to you as well. We were just talking about trading halts. Um, mm-hmm. Here's a question: When a stock has halted like that for volatility, we're talking but, DWAC. Yeah, or or sure. or, fun, or fun or whatever. How, what controls where the stock opens out of that halt? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Supply and demand. Yeah. The, 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 right. The same rules apply. It's wherever the national best bidder offer is. And the price will be determined by the fastest automated quote to get to it. That's the law. The law says that a marketable trade has to flow to the best available price. And that's why somebody like Citadel will always <laughs> price the market on the open. It's the same thing. People don't realize this, that on the floor of the NYSE, it is against the laws, uh, okay, against the rules that the NYSE itself has established to open the market with a customer order. It will open on trades from one of the four DMMs designated market makers, which are Citadel, Infinium, Virtu, and GTX, I think, right? So those are all proprietary traders. And that is who will set the bid or the offer. It'll be the offer that always takes precedence uh, because that's, again, the rules of the market. The offer will be the highest price in the market because the offer will be higher than the bid. 
So that's what will set it. <laughs> it's it's basically just coming out when the stocks halt. You have a new auction. You're getting new little yep. auctions all the time. And the, all the bids and all the offers come in, obviously, you know, and some are going to be marketable depending on. But like Tim says, you know, they're going to look at where that auction clears and that's where the opening price is going to be. And then it's going to continue to move from there. What I was arguing before you came on, Tim, is that these limit up and limit down circuit breaker does not work well for these smaller stocks. It's right. very disruptive to the natural trading. I get it. They put these in for people who are new to the markets. This came in after the financial mm-hmm. crisis because we had, you know, they didn't want stocks trading all the way down. And after the flash crash, especially because they didn't want that. That was really it. I shouldn't say the financial crisis. It, the financial crisis right. maybe started some regulation. But then right. the flash crash of May 2010 was, you know, May 6, 2010. I believe it was 2010. Yeah, I'm losing it track was. of years here. Yeah. Was, was um, you know, where they said, okay, well, we can't have yep. stocks trading from $40 to a penny. You know, and just instantly because there's no bids, we need to be able to stop stocks from going down too quickly. So that works Correct. well, you know, in, in the event, you know, like we Microsoft should never, or, you know, some of these stocks at Censure, I believe, trade all the way down to a penny. That, that limit up, limit down would have stopped that from happening. So that was a nice band-aid for the problem. But the problem is when you have these smaller stocks, which are subject to the same rules, yes, the bands are wider for some of the smaller stocks, but they're obviously not wide enough. So when you have material news on a small cap company, the price can't go to where it naturally wants to go right away. And a lot of times what you see is the boom, the up, the halt. And then it wants to go in the boom, the up, another halt. Because it doesn't even get mm-hmm. to clear as high as it wants to clear. So yep. because they put, you know, and obviously that's all to do with market structure behind the scenes. But what is a better mechanism? I get, you know, the intentions of, you know, trying to protect the retail investor. But we had an example on Friday, Tim, where Funware started yep. turning the other way. PHN went from $1 to like $24 started turning halted around 18 and reopened at eight i mean you catch so many people the stock reopens 50 percent lower because everybody's like i gotta get out now at the same time and that happens to be the low and then it starts to bounce back i mean what is a, a better mechanism or a better solution i'm this i'm really throwing you under the bus because i don't even know if i know what the solution is here but <laughs> I, I just think the disruptive we need to come up with something different or we need to remove the limit up limit down circuit breakers for some of these smaller stocks it's very difficult. Uh, you know, I, I go back to the cattle auctions of my youth. I grew up on a cattle, au- a, a cattle ranch. And so we would take cattle to the auction. And if you didn't like the price that the buyers offered, you could buy your cattle back. Maybe that's, and literally that's what you would do. You would, you would take your cattle off the market. So maybe that's an option. Maybe if Funware doesn't like that, or whoever owns the stock doesn't like the price, you get to pull your uh, your bidder offer. But I don't know, Dennis. It is it's a very challenging feature of a continuous auction market. That's the problem. The problem is a simple problem to understand. It's that uh, this is not the kind of auction where everybody shows up and there's a piece of art for sale and you bid for it. It it is that there is a relentless. Uh, train of bids to buy and offers to sell in sh- increments of, you know, whatever it is, you could put 25,000 shares in there, but the likelihood that you're going to match at that size is, is minuscule. So that's the challenge. It's a, it's a flaw in market structure, as is what drives DWAC. You know, we could talk about that too, but I don't have a ready solution. You're right about the, the, uh, the genesis of that. People used to put in stub quotes so that you would put in a a penny you you would put in a penny to buy because who's going to sell their stock to you for a penny, and then you'd offer to Can't sell buy it. it for a penny on a hundred thousand. 
<laughs> right, sell it for a hundred thousand, or buy it for a hundred thousand, or we'll sell it for a hundred thousand. And so then you trade between those. Well, then everybody vanished except who had the stub quote. Yeah, <laughs> liquidity literally there was no bids. That was a yes. flash crash. It wasn't exactly. even a, a, a lot of yep. selling pressure. It was a lack of liquidity. It was the yep. fact that we had no bids in the market, no real exactly. bids. Dennis, you you about. wrote about Rambus, right? You, um, I don't know. I probably mentioned this on the show before, yeah. but in January you had that incident in Rambus. RM, we we saw it in individual around. stocks where you would get this liquidity, you know. And maybe this is a good, you know, segue into you know what Tim's talking too. I mean, we had a firm of uh, when we had a floor, you know, and, and Joel, Joel was a market maker on the floor. I mean, you, you get, you know, you, you had a different type of market where you had affirmative mm-hmm. obligations, and what those are is that a market maker has to give you a reasonable price. I mean, the specialist yep. on the NYSE floor, a lot of people thought the specialists were crooks, but you know what? They would come and at least give you a price, a reasonable price. What happens when it's all moved Mm -hmm. to, you know, high frequency automated market making systems that don't have affirmative obligations, they don't have to give a price. If the going gets tough, they just pull all their bids and there's nothing left there. And I mean, that's really, you know, the issue is that you don't have those affirmative obligations anymore. And you have these vacuums of liquidity where there's just no bids in the market. So what are your thoughts there as, you know, comparing the system we used to have with the system we have today? (laughs) <laughs> well, <clears throat> there is still an obligation on the floor for uh, the DMMs to, to, to effectively be 10% of trading volume. However, they're paid. They're paid $0.03 cents 100 to do that. So it's my theory. I can't prove it, but that, that is what causes the bursts at the open. So they want to get their 10% out of the way because they don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. So you get paid for your 10% and now your obligation is done. If something goes wrong, uh, you can pull your quotes. So it's, I just think it's important for traders to understand that it's a fragile market, that there's, a, there's an awful lot of demand that comes from people who don't want to own things. And if you don't know that, you will have an, an unrealistic expectation of what might occur, just as it is with DWAC. So the, the, the reason DWAC is a meme stock. It happened for the very same reasons that uh, GameStop and uh, AMC theaters and so on went up a thousand percent. It's because Citadel and various other market may, it's not their fault. You know, I've been into these Twitter exchanges with folks who believe that Twi- Citadel is nefarious. Well, you know, I'm, Citadel is a major force in the markets, and it's after its own self-interest, but it's merely following the rules. And the rules say that if, if you're making a market in a stock, then you have an obligation to be at the bid and the offer for orders of 100 shares or less. Well, if they keep going up, Citadel is going to manufacture stock until all of those orders are filled and there's a nexus, at which point they will stop doing it and the stock will go down. And that's what occurs. So traders, you have to be aware of this, that it's not limit. <clears throat> the prices are not limited to the supply of the stock available. There are only 42 million shares of DWAC, including the warrants. And yet somehow it traded 430 million shares. <laughs> ten, <laughs> part, 10 times. <clears throat> right. The, part of that yeah. is market making, trading the same shares 10 times before you even have a chance. That's part of it. But the, the big part of it is, there will be stock manufactured to fill a trade. That's the way the market works. How is that possible? Because the SEC said, thou shalt make a continuous auction, market makers. And they said, we can't do that. It's impossible unless we're exempted from the requirement that we locate shares to short. And the SEC said, fine. We've talked about this re- uh, repeatedly before. 
They are exempt from Reg SHO Rule 203B2, and they can create stock. So realize that, traders. You, you, you got to be, I, that's why I say supply and demand matter. If you know where the, we're going to see it on, on market structure edge, we will know when stock is being manufactured to support prices because it's measurable. So you want to be informed and not the sucker. You know, you go read that GameStop memo from the SEC. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, <clears throat> Spencer, you and I did. Yep. So the SEC pointed this out. They said, look, you have to understand market structure. How does the market work? And if you don't understand it, it's your own fault. Effectively, that memo says we're not at fault because these rules are necessary to support the market we have. Look, it's a, it's a marvel of technology. It's an extraordinary thing that we can support over $50 trillion of market cap with this system. But it's also very fragile. At any moment, quotes can crumble and vanish. And so you have to be aware of that. Yeah, the the takeaway seems to be you, you can you can hate the players, mm-hmm. but but in Tim's in Tim's view, hate the game more. If yeah. you're gonna hate someone, hate the players, but hate the game more because that seems to be where the uh, yeah. And, and this is not the only area where this is a problem. Right? We, you, you can you can copy the same exact argument over to to the you know what the Fed was doing with regards to trading individual stocks and. and well, we didn't we didn't break the rules. Well, that's the point. You didn't you didn't break the rules. That's the problem. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah. and we could look at this in funware. I mean, you could, you can absolutely see what happened. Uh, it, it, we'll the, jump into some of that stuff. Let, if you can, just yeah. Jump Tim, into so you, yeah, show, show us, us what you got. And we'll, and we'll look at something that maybe you should own. I'll, I'm not saying that you should, but it's very, it's fascinating to see where does money go if the market stops rising. By the way, statistically, and I'm going to share my screen here, statistically, yeah. Uh, So we measure supply and demand on a 10-point scale. And so I was looking at this data over the weekend, and statistically, year-to-date, in 2021, the market has produced 0.0% returns at levels above 5.8. Guess where it is? (laughs) 6.3. Meaning that if you take the times that it's above 5.8 and aggregate them in 2021, the return is zero. All the returns lie between 4 because it's not been below four in 2021 yet, and 5.8. Well, you so you don't want to be buying the market when it's 6.3. Exactly. You shouldn't be buying the market. So what should you buy? Well, you should buy the stuff where all the low volatility money is going to go if the market starts to crumble. Where will it go? Well, that's measurable, and I'll show you. But uh, here, so here, let's look at let's look at funware just just for the since let's we can't for fun. Yeah, for fun. Just for, yeah, fun. for fun. Lots of puns yeah. today. So, so here's the massive surge in fun, right? So it just exploded. Here below is short volume. That's the percentage of trading volume coming from borrowed stock. Well, people already knew right at options expirations that there was a high probability that this would occur. Now, how would they know that? I mean, that... Who's they to begin with? And how would they know that? So see where my cursor is. This is short volume. That dotted line is the trend line for short volume. It is now over 50%. Over 50% of trading volume in funware is coming from manufactured stock. I mean, no, but no holder has to buy or sell for the stock to go up 500% because market makers will merely manufacture it and trade it at higher prices. So somewhere around options expirations, people... The machines who are making markets in options 
and the stock knew. Now, what did they know at that point? Well, maybe people started betting on options. And so these machines have the same kind of out. We run great algorithms. We have a pretty good idea where stuff's going to go in five-day increments. And so those algorithms told Citadel at all that we want to manufacture some stock, and then we want to be long right here, right at the end of options expirations. So the 21st was the first day clear of options expirations. And wham, the stock explodes. Well, new options traded last week, beyond the 20th, I think. So that how is that possible? Well, they're market makers. They consume the order flow from options and from retail shops. They're going to know, wow, there's a lot of limit orders coming out of, out of Robinhood and out of Ameritrade and out of Schwab. Okay, this thing could pop. All right. Well, let's make sure we're on the right side of that trade because we're proprietary market makers. We're not serving customers. We buy order flow and then it becomes ours and we can do something with it. That is measurable. We could go look for that kind of uh, feature in the marketplace. I could show you another one where that condition sort of exists. Uh, but uh, that's what happens. So traders, you have to beware that that condition exists. And when it's a rocket sled like that, when, sentiment, when, when price is zooming and sentiment is already peaked, se sentiment was already peaked the day before. The supply-demand balance had already been hit. So it's going to drop. You, you've got to know that. If it had hit the ceiling, hit 10 and continued going yeah. like Tesla, then you're okay. If you look at Tesla, uh, here's Tesla, 10 and topped, and it's only 40% short. There is no excess supply of, of Tesla in the market. Look at that. In fact, everybody had to cover, and it's still a 10. Can that price go higher? Yes, it can, because there's still a supply-demand imbalance. When do you uh, so, sell? When they're sitting up at the tens? Do you like yeah. sell your peanuts when the circus is in town? Like just get out because you don't know when it's going to end, or do you ride it? Like how? When do you? And this is a question for me, and I've struggled right. with this for twenty-two years. I've been great yep. on entries, and I've always kind of stunk at the exits. I always get out yep. too soon. What? Well, yep. When? When is the best time to sell? Uh, so I prefer to sell a. When I've achieved my return, <laughs> right? and B, when supply when the supply demand balance changes. So if 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 short volume begins to rise, then get out. Maybe we should look at shop. So I sold shop on Thursday. So I bought it on Tuesday and I sold it on Thursday. I bought it at fourteen forty six. I sold it at fourteen ninety eight. Now why? Because I could see this. It has a very short run. When it gets to ten in shop, you should be out. Statistically, it will not continue to produce returns as it sits at 10. Why is that? I think it's because it's very risky to make a market in a stock that is trading at $1,400. So that was my, you know, it was, that's, that's how I think about it, Dennis. By the way, you should also think about intraday volatility. So shop is 3% volatile every day. Do the math on that. That's a movement of $45. You got to know that if it moves more than that, you're now outside the intraday volatility, and the market making is going to break down. I think about that stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about the math of the marketplace and taking your gains, not risk, right? Take gains, take gains not chances. That's it. That's it. Yep. Tim Quas joins us every Monday. He is the founder of Thanks, Market Tim. Structure Edge. Good market to see you guys. MarketStructureEdge.com. Tim, have a good one. You too. See all you. Right. Hey, it's 8.55, guys. Uh, I think that the all-hands meeting is about – to wrap up i hope and i'm 
gonna try and bide some time and hopefully we can get Jason on here. But in the meantime, we'll do some ticker time. The only news I saw that 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 broke in, during that segment was Moderna. They came out with uh, expected data that uh, the phase three trial of their COVID vaccine in kids ages six to eleven was tolerable. Um, and so much stocks, they, yeah, they just they don't been, care about yeah. the vaccine news anymore. Well, it, it, it spiked on it. Don't act like it didn't. No, two bucks is not a spike on Moderna. It's not even up really much more in the relative. So you get these spikes, but these spikes, again, you know, there's just no good response, it seems like, to any of this. We're so immune because we get vaccine news every day. The market just thinks of it as a non-event now. Um, We used to get, you know, if you go back three, four months ago, this and and this is just it's it's, getting desensitized to this news now of of vaccine stuff. We've heard about it so much. So we're going to get an approval probably for five to 12. You know, by the FDA. You know, there's a panel discussing it today, and in all likelihood, stock get a little pop on it. But those pops seem to be short lived. So, you know, the, the trend is not your friend here now in Moderna. Um, do I still like the company long term? Maybe it's always been a valuation issue for me, which is why I've never put it in there. You know, I struggled with it being worth as much as Merck. But you know, if, if you know, I, I don't know. You know, with the, where we're going with COVID, obviously, there's lots of th- different things to consider. But when the market, you know, responds to me on good headlines, those are not the stocks I want to be in. I uh, didn't even get to Friday's high on uh, this one. You just got to pop a little bit ago to 32.80. So that'd be uh, your short-term target since we've leaked over $3 from that level. Friday's high as well at uh, 35.75. And then just draw a line across your 340 area if you want to purchase this on strength. A lot of people stuck in this one and theoretically support at the close. Friday's closing price was 326.54. And yes, chill, chill, Don Hamid. Uh, the Moderna headline was expected today. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, let's look at Peloton for Chrissy. She asked about PTON here. Um, she asked about two stocks, but this is the one that looks less ugly, probably. So <laughs> the Peloton Zoom relationship, and I gave that obviously, you know, a week and a half ago in our educational event. Um, the relationship is so strong here. I mean, you put those two charts on top of each other, and obviously, the company's not fundamentally really anything to do with each other, but they're both classic stay-at-home plays. And if you look, these two stocks just move together, so you got to use those as indicators to each other. Zoom, the big level of resistance is going to be 300. Peloton, the big level of resistance is going to be 100. So we've come back a little bit. Um, you know, are these trends broken? Is the story over? They, I, I don't know if the story is completely over. It's actually had a pretty good little run here and showing a little bit of life, but you know, it's not the hot story of 2021, I would say. Uh, pair of highs at 95, even ahead of that $100 level. Not to talk against my book again, but, uh, <laughs> but it, you know, 95, 50. Solid. Yeah, Lisa did ask me the other day. She's like, when are you going back on the Peloton? And I would say, well, probably when we get snowed in and I can't go to the gym or something like that. But, uh, yeah, pair of highs, uh, just not perfectly at 95, but that level is just jumping out to me. Okay, so I have just received word that Jason Rasnick is not in the building. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be tough to get him on the show then. So, um, and this is a 100% true story. Uh, apparently, this morning, Jason pulled out of his driveway and drove away with his computer on the roof of his car, and it's raining. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty excited, apparently. <laughs> that, so, so, Jason is not here. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Jason will not be joining us because he's not physically here anymore. He's I, gone to get the the, the, the smashed up uh, the smashed wife, up laptop on the side of the road. His wife was looking for it and was last I heard unable to find it. That's so awesome. I, I think now he's gone to look for it. So I don't know. But so Jason's not here. So Jason's not coming. Not coming on. But I did I'll, that back in high school. I can remember. I did that back in high school with my textbooks. And what happened was. You run Why don't you somebody. tell me that I'm sooner? Into my car, and, <laughs> Sorry, then I, and then I run into somebody. Why didn't somebody you tell me that, that I, sooner, Spencer? Jesus wait, Murphy. Wait, could maybe we can get Luke? Is is that a constellation? Yeah, get uh, Luke. Get right, Luke. Here, I'll be right back. You tell. Okay, your go story. get Luke. I'll tell the quick story. So, but I can see how that can happen. You know what happens is, and Jason's really busy on the phone. It's obviously a huge day for him. But you know, you've got your your laptop. You've got your textbooks. There's textbooks back then. I was in high school in my hand, and somebody starts talking to you. You know, at your car. So I sat the car, I sat the textbooks on the roof of my car and I'm talking to the buddy or whatever. And, you know, you're shooting the crap there for like five minutes and then you just get in your car and start driving away. It's like, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you realize you see, you see the textbooks go off. It's like, oh, I forgot those on the roof. So that's how it happens. You get distracted. So, yeah. Jason, we all do it. It's OK. Yeah. And you're um, having a big day. So we'll give you a pass. Everyone, everyone in the chat. Wow. More people have. Uh come out and confess to the same thing <laughs> you just get distracted you're like okay i'll put this here for a second and then yeah. all of a sudden you get distracted you want to know another one too that I, I did this twice so maybe i'm susceptible to this so i can really relate to what jason's done here but i can remember i was like 19 years old and i had like a case of beer you know and you're like all excited for your case of beer and i put the case of beer i sat it down and, and and I don't know how, but I sat down like near my in, in front of my car because my phone rang and it was phones. I had to go inside to get the phone. Yeah. So I sat. So I was just putting the the beer in the car, and I was I was pulled into the driveway. So I put the beer. I was going to put the beer in the trunk, and I put it. But the phone rang, so I just sat the beer on the ground behind the car, and then I ran inside, answered the phone, come back outside, get in my car, and back over the case of beer. Oh no! I back over the case of beer, and you want to know how tough those bottles are? Out of the twenty four beer bottles that were in there. Yeah. Only two were broken. I drove over it with a car. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. So, anyways, I, it can happen. Stuff like this. Yeah, can happen. I, I, I've heard of it happening with coffee before, but never, never with a computer. Case of beer. Um, okay, I think Joel just went to take his suit off. Honestly, I, I, I Luke is. I don't know. I think Luke is in the bathroom or something. So, I, I think we're, we're going to have to end the show now, unfortunately. Oh. But, well, we keep the show going. It's going to continue. We will keep the shows going today. Lot, yeah, and. In the future, uh, live trading with myself, Ryan's, and will start in around at around nine ten Eastern time, so around eight minutes from now. We will get Luke on that show or Jason if he's even home. I don't even know where Jason is right now. Um, we'll, we'll get someone on that show to talk to us more about what this means. Uh, but I asked them the question the important question yes. is, Am I going to have to invest in a comb? That's what I want to know because we got to start combing our hair and wearing suits. That's what I want to make sure. I don't um, have to buy well, a comb. As, as per the new policy. That, write that down. Dennis wants to know whether I, he's going to have to invest in a comb and I, wear a suit. I, I can't. I, as per the new policies, I have to submit that, that question in writing. Yeah. Okay. So oh, that's I, I, I don't actually submit it in writing for me. I'm very scared and concerned because I, I don't even own a suit. So I'm very I, scared. I, I, I don't know. Unfortunately. Okay. Dennis had, oh, Joel's, <laughs> wait a minute. Joel, how did you do that? Okay. So how fast he is. It's like Houdini. He's like Houdini over there. Final four. Yeah. Spencer left us. It's just no, no, no. I just is Luke. I'm trying to get Luke. Luke, Luke, come on the show. They're all high fiving each other over there. All right, we got Luke. We we got. All right, come on, get him on here quick. 
He's coming. Luke, come over here. Come on, let's go. All right, we got Luke. We we got All right. Luke. All right. Luke Jacoby. I'm asking Luke the big Vice question. president of Benzinga. I'm setting up getting ready up for the big question. Live on pre-market prep. Uh, he's, I don't think he's slept in like three days. So he's running on pure adrenaline. And it's only 9 a.m. But he's excited. We've all been here for three hours. We're, we're excited. Oh, there he is. His name says Jason Razik, But who cares? Let's bring him on. Luke, can you hear me? I can hear you, Spencer. What is going on, guys? What's up, Zinger Nation? Luke, Luke, I have an important question for you. It's right. very important. And in, and I need to know, am I going to have to buy a suit? You're, you're, you are not going to have to buy a suit, Dennis. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I've been worried about this for the last two hours. I'm like, I'm going to have to invest in a suit and not do the whole, like, all I own is T-shirts, the, basically. The, the only thing that will change with your apparel is that we're, we're going to get you some more Benzinga clothes, okay? <laughs> uh, but, right. but, but, but generally speaking, global comment, I, I mean, no, nothing is changing right away other than we're going to be producing more for our users, right? We, we did this because there are so many emerging markets. There, there are so many new trends. We want to make sure that we're in the position to stay on top of them keep delivering content in, in the Benzinga style, the Benzinga tone for our users. Uh, so, Dennis, no suit, Thank but you. yes, more will be coming. Okay, I had excellent. one on earlier. I had to change it, but no, I just uh, I'm going to hop over to pre-market prep plus because we didn't right. cover any tickers today in ticker time. What a mistake, but look, man, congratulations. Great, Joe, what, what, give, give us a symbol we're going to cover. What's what's one that we're going to We're going to cover them all, man. Wait, we're going right. to Okay. All right, Matt. Congratulations, Luke. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Luke, thank you for coming on. I know you're busy day. You've been busy these past few months getting this through the finish line. You did great. Congratulations. You earned it. And uh Hell yeah, man. I mean, I'm just I'm ready to go. We're we're all ready to go, right? We we we've we 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 like to build quickly here. We want to get more tools out for our users. We want to get more data out for our users. We want to keep pushing those connections. We, we've, we've worked on this project for the past few months. Now that it's done, now, now that we have the expertise and the backing from Behringer, I mean, we are going to be rocking and rolling in a serious way. Yeah, the big thing is this is not the end. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. As long so, as I don't yeah. have to wear a suit, I'm cool with it. That's all. No suit for all right, you. Good. No, no suit That's for all. you, Dennis. All right. See you uh, later. Luke, congratulations, buddy. We want to say congratulations, obviously. Congratulations to the Benzinga team. Jason Razak always doing a fantastic job behind the scenes. So uh, congratulations. I'm going to go trade my open. Keep us in the loop. Keep us on. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks a lot, Luke. Yep. All right. Guys, that's a wrap for the show. Live trading with myself, Zunaid, Ryan will start in like four or five minutes. So stay tuned for that. This video will end a redirect to that stream. Uh, please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to Tim Quast from Market Structure Edge. As always, thanks to you in the chat. Give us a like. Let's go. Not every day we can, we Benzinga is the news. We, we, we are this big. We're going to get to be this big everyone. Good luck out there. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. 
An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.